Welcome to Playmakers Talk Show, where business owners, professionals, and entrepreneurs gather to discover playmaking ideas for success. Your host is internationally recognized speaker, facilitator, and author, Steve Klein, who sits down with fascinating playmakers who have made themselves and their company successful. Steve will introduce you to CEOs and executives who discuss their playmaking path toward success. And now, it's time to meet this show's playmaker. Here's your host, Steve Klein. Henry Rollins said, Pizza makes me think that anything is possible. Welcome to Playmakers Talk Show. I'm Steve Klein. In the studio today is a guest who makes things possible through pizza. Today's Playmaker has one of the highest grossing pizzerias in the country. With us today is a CEO whose pizza makers are pizza slayers. This great Playmaker is Sammy Mandel. Sammy is owner of Greenville Avenue Pizza Company, Gapco. Now, at the age of 24, Sammy realized Dallas was in need of a late-night pizzeria on one of its most popular bar strips. What started out as Greenville Avenue Pizza Company, Gapco, in 2007, has grown from just an idea to a recognized Dallas brand and one of the highest-grossing, as I mentioned, highest-grossing independent pizzerias in the country. Over the last 10 years, Gapco has continued to grow and expand, opening its second location in 2017. Now, Gapco employs over 60 people with its two locations, and there are more on the way. Sammy and his company have been recognized by Inc. 5000 as one of the fastest-growing inner-city businesses, and most recently, Sammy was named the first-ever Young Entrepreneur of the Year by Pizza Today magazine. Gapco has also been ranked as one of the top 20 pizzerias in the nation the last couple of years. Well, that's fantastic. Sammy, welcome to Playmakers Talk Show. Yeah, happy to be here, Steve. Well, let's talk pizza. Yeah. Other than eating it, what did you know about pizza in 2007? <laughs> it, it, that's a great first question, and I'll tell you not much. Um, a lot of what spawned the idea of Greenville Avenue Pizza Company was entrepreneurialism, and that's kind of why I was so happy that I won uh, to be you know Young Entrepreneur of the Year with Pizza Today because I talk to them even and I say, you know, I wasn't a chef, I wasn't a pizziola, I wasn't wasn't just some restaurant guy. I was just a uh, entrepreneur at the time. I had an ATM business. I was on Lowest Greenville, um, frequenting my machines, filling them up, and um, recognized there was not a pizza place and it was a bar strip that had people on it till 2 a.m. in the morning and I'm thinking to myself, this is, this is a no-brainer. It's a gold mine. I'm going to do it. You know, and uh, got with my family, got with my older brother who was a cook, and I said, "Man, I said, I, guys, we need to make this happen because this is just this is just crazy." And uh, you know, all I had was three months of waiting at Chili's and uh, just determination to make it work, and um, got in there and uh, you know started learning what being a restaurant owner was all about, and um, you know don't have any family with me in it anymore, but but. Uh, you know, I persevered. I had all my money in it. I almost lost my car. I almost lost my house. But uh, I, there's a lot you can do when you work 90 hours in a restaurant. And uh, I figured it out, and I keep trying to figure it out. And uh, I'm happy to say I'm very passionate about pizza now. I know a whole lot about it. Uh, but I'm very happy that it has experienced the success that it has. It's interesting looking backwards. You find out what you didn't know. And you <laughs> yes. Learned. So apparently you got your bachelor's from Chili's. 
Yes, I and did. And getting exactly. your PhD <laughs> from from Gapco and learning learning how to do that. What were some of the interesting? You, you mentioned almost losing your car, yeah. where you're living, and, and your yeah. money. What were some of the interesting setbacks you had initially that you didn't realize you're going to have to deal with that caused you to have problems that you had to overcome? Oh, well, I mean, you know, in a restaurant, you know, I guess the, the, the number one issue that I definitely underestimated, um, and of course it's a, just staring at you in the face, but I came from the ATM business where, you know, my, my problems were machines. Um, when you go into a restaurant, the problem is people, <laughs> you know, and being 24 years old, you can imagine uh, what it would be like for a 24-year-old to be in a business that I don't know anything about, and now all of a sudden I am an owner, and uh, that really slapped me on the side of the head. You know, I mean, it was it was just like, what am I doing? What am I dealing with? I had I had employees that had a lot of personal problems, and it was it was a very very scary uh, realization. Um, to know that, whoa, all this money I just dumped in, all this work, all this time um, can be lost if, you know, because, of, because of my inability to know how to manage people. And um, that was probably the biggest challenge. And then on top of that, just, you know, again, not having any restaurant management experience, um, having to learn that from the ground up, that was obviously something that was very challenging. But dealing with people was hands down the hardest. As I, as I mentioned, I had family in there. Um, dealing with family was very difficult. Um, you know, I couldn't have done it without all of their help, but nonetheless, it was still, still a challenge. Um, but it's still a challenge to this day. Well, this interview is going to be more probably a step-by-step for an entrepreneur getting into a business. Sure. Let's go back to being in the ATM business, yeah. having the idea for a pizzeria on Lower Greenville. Sure. From the moment you decided that to the moment you were in business, how long did that take, and what did you have to do to make that happen? So, um, you know, when I when when I was in the ATM business, which that was a couple of years, um, to the time that I opened, so I probably had that, probably was doing my own machines for about two 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 and a half years. And then saw had the idea for the pizza restaurant, and um, you know as we started to develop that uh, and got in there, I would say that it probably took a solid five years in the restaurant for me to get to a point where I felt like I had a grasp of what I was doing, and wasn't being you know pulled away by all the random things I didn't know and all the money issues. I mean, there were so many much money issues in the beginning. I mean, restaurants are money pits. And um, I, it was probably at that five-year mark where I finally felt like I had a grasp of what I was doing, what the mission was going to be, um, and then it was really just trying to figure out how to put it into play. So it took you 10 years to become an overnight success. <laughs> Basically, yes. <laughs> and you said before, before I answer the question, and now you have – new problems you're dealing with yes. that are of and above. We talked about that before the show started because you've gone from uh, building a restaurant, understanding how the restaurant business worked, to being in the people business. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, you know, it, it, it's funny, you know, sitting here talking with you and you, know, you asking me what was the major problem in the beginning, and I'm like, people – and now I'm sitting here ten and a half years later, and we were talking before the show, and it's like, oh, the problem's still people. <laughs> but um, – but definitely people in a different way. Now, now my 
now the issues more are how how can I get people to be passionate and as passionate as I am about what it is we're doing and to take that passion and use that to um, develop more stores. Um, the goal is to open seven more over the next uh, you know, four years, and I can't do that alone. And being an involved owner, I want to do it with a bunch of people that believe the same way I believe and, and have the same passion that I have. And so being able to push that into them and get them to see it and get them to understand it and be excited about it. You know, that, that is the current challenge that I think, and I think that will be the challenge that will kind of continue to be here, but it was very different because before it was just developing systems with the team. I mean, I've got a training manual that took three years to develop that took a number of people. Um, so in the beginning it was people and having to deal with systems now it's people and passion and so that is that's where i am now and i think i'm going to be here for a while you have two stores you have one uh on uh, lower greenville one on pv road in dallas you want to open seven more yes in the dallas fort worth area outside where do you want to see those initial yeah seven? um no uh the i i i want to try to stay local um not saying we wouldn't go to fort worth uh, but I do want to stay local. I mean, as we're, we're here in Richardson, um, Richardson, I have a lot of customers that drive to the store from Richardson. Um, would love to get one out here. But the idea is to try to stay local. Um, I really don't want to get so big that I can't be, I guess, an influence. And I think what we want to try to do is, one, we want to stay as an independent. That's the reason for the number nine. Once you go over 10, you become classified as a chain. Um, nothing against chains, but that's just my own personal thing. Um, and really what I want to try to do is just be able to kind of keep it small. You know, it's, restaurants are already stressful enough. Why open one in a different state? Why open one, you know, across, across the state even? Um, I'd like to be able to do something that we can kind of control and be able to uh, – just be able to keep it consistent. And I think the closer we are, the easier that's going to be. Let me ask this question because you're going to build, and I'm going to talk about the customer experience in just a moment. Sure. But what has called a cause, Gapco, or Greenville Avenue Pizza Company, to be successful? Obviously, the product is great. Um, we'll talk about the product. You know, tell yes. Us, tell me, when I come in, when a, when a customer comes in, what do I have uh, the chance to purchase? What am I buying from you that makes you a little bit different? Sure, sure. So first thing, we are a scratch kitchen. Everything we make, we make in-house. Um, we're making our dough every day. We actually cook our sauce, which is a very different flavor profile. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Um, luckily, we have a lot of people that love it. Um, and uh, uh, when you go up to the menu board, you know, we've got – an array of everything, tons of toppings, and we really allow customers to build whatever they want. Um, you're going to find it a lot of places that they may not, they may put a couple of restrictions on how you're going to order it. Whereas we just let people go crazy. So if people want to do, I want a half pesto pizza with half buffalo chicken, and I want you to drizzle Alfredo over it, we'll do that. Um, and we'll do that at 2 a.m., 2.30, 3 a.m. in the morning when people are ordering for delivery, too. So I can have it my way. Exactly. Not necessarily what's on the uh, on the menu. Uh, we're interviewing uh, and talking to Sammy Mandel. He is the owner of uh, the Greenville Avenue Pizza Company. It's Gapco. And their, their website is gapc.co, and you'll see everything about that. 
you are sitting in front of me wearing, I would assume, the uniform of your employees. Yes, I am. And you have a couple of implements along with you. Talk about, and you can see the picture on our website, but talk about what the uniform is, yes. why you developed that, and what you have as your additional uh, fighting tools. Sure, sure. Um, so I am, I am dressed as a pizza slayer right now. And, uh, so, What's a pizza slayer? So pizza slayer is, is, is our version of you know, our people that make our pizza the way we want it, our way, our style. And they go through a rigorous training. They get, learn how to make a pizza, a perfect, a perfect pizza in a minute and a half. And uh, it takes a lot of training. And so it is, it's a lot of work to become one. And when you do become one, uh, you get this chef coat. Um, as well as uh, your very own Pizza Slayer holster. Well, you and have so, two holsters on you. What, yes, what, what do you have Yeah, there? so one houses a pizza cutter, and the other one houses a dough knife, um, the two tools you need uh, when working on the line. But you have to have exp- moved up to that level yes. to get your own uh, chef's outfit with the implements. Is that correct? That's correct. I mean, if you're really, really good and you pick it up fast, you know, you might be able to do it in six weeks, but uh, the typical... I would say it's about three months for somebody to actually uh, get the skill set. So my background was uh, with Taekwondo, starting as a white belt, moving up to a black belt. So it looks like that's the black belt of yes. Petco yeah. to get all that, <laughs> having that given to you. Yeah, yeah. Well, we and you know we're going to be customizing it as time goes on, making it more exciting for the staff to achieve different levels. Um, the the sky is you know endless. So so we plan on doing very different, cool, and new things with this. Now, we talked about the very beginning, actually before the show started, about uh, the customer experience because yeah. that, that's important. And you succeeded because you have a great product. But talk about the customer experience. Talk about how you take care of the customers in your two, two locations. Sure. Um, you know, it, at the end of the day, it all comes down to hospitality. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's giving that touch to each customer and trying to get your team to understand why that touch is so important. Um, I do think that, you know, a lot of the successes has, has stayed consistent with the business because we do have a good group of people that have worked there over the years. Um, it takes, it takes beating it into them because it's extremely busy. I mean, at two, 3 AM in the morning, like I said, it is out of control, but it's about, it's about keeping everybody on, on task with, Hey, you know, We've got these customers. They're here to buy food. They want it quick. We got to get this to them. And and hey, if we make a mistake, what can we do to go above and beyond? And and that's something that I really bring to the table. To I try to challenge the staff to, you know, put yourself in their shoes, and and realize that we just we got to keep moving, but we got to keep the standards high because at the end of the day, it's all about what they think, and we got to make them happy. Well, pizza is a great product to uh, I guess soak up the alcohol if it's on. Oh a, yes, exactly. Uh, especially Friday or Saturday <laughs> night. But there are other restaurants people can go to, maybe not as close as yours. So what's what's the what's the reason why they show up to your place other than the fact that you're probably a little closer than others? Sure. I mean, great question. Um, you know, that's that's one of the that's one of the hard deals about being having a restaurant in the city of Dallas. We have more restaurants per square capita than any other city in the country. Competition is everywhere. Um and I would say that, you know, one, people come to us because they know that it's, good. It's, a, it's a great product. It's a superior product to a lot of what you're going to be able to get out there. But two, it is experience. It is environment. Um, it is the pizza slayer. Um, and I think it's people seeing and knowing that we do take pride in what we do. Um, I was in the second restaurant just the other day. 
and I had two customers that have been coming in to Gabco since the second year we were open. I mean, to know that I still have customers coming in and visiting the new location because they were in the area, I mean, just shows you um, that a lot, of, a lot of our success and a lot of what we do has come from those core people that know what we're all about. And here we are, you know, we get to talk about this. Eight years later, these people are still coming in. And for me to know that we've got great retention like that on the customer side just shows that we're doing it right. Let's talk about retention on the employee side. You're going to be going from two locations to nine, seven yeah. locations. We talked before the show started again about, about getting good people. Sure. So how do you find your people, and who are you looking for should someone hear this interview? Sure. Um, you know, who I'm looking for, and I tell everybody we are always hiring because we are always looking for great people. Um, I think people can you – just, you just, it's something you just can't stop on. And, you know, I would say that, you know, the people that we look for have to be hard workers. I mean, at the end of the day, they, they have to be okay with grinding it out on a 12-hour shift. Now, the good news is a 12-hour shift feels like eight hours um, because we're that busy. But I really do I, – I look for hard work hardworking people. I value hard work. I am a hard worker. Um, so I really like to find people that we have that commonality. Um, retention in our place though is tough. Again, like I said, you know, when you got 12 hour shifts open till three, 4 AM in the morning, I'm spelling out basically a 17, 18 hour day, um, is how long the, you know, the, the Greenville location is open. Even the PV location is open from 11 to one. Um, that's tough. It is tough to find people. And we do have high standards when it comes to hiring. There's a lot of people I interview that I don't feel good about. You got to be loud. You got to have eye contact. We got to know you're going to be able to interact with the customers. And, um, if you don't have that, I'm probably not going to push you through to a, to a, to the next stage. So, you know, I'll tell you that retention is tough, but it is something that that is what my current, you know, focus is on. Over the last two years, I brought on a creative director. Um, uh, Phil Bozart went to high school with me. Um, and uh, I went to him and I basically said, man, I need your help developing videos and ideas that are in my head that I really want to get our vision out because I want people to see the vision and I want people to want to be a part of that and that will come make them apply. And that is that is so much of my focus is is developing that vision that's where the idea of the pizza slayer came from um and and that's something that you're going to continue to see on our youtube channel that's where we're posting a lot of stuff like that um and you're going to i mean i continuously every week i sit up and i listen to the challenges of what the staff deals with and i say okay what can we do to make this better for them? How can we change the schedules to be more accommodating, to make them happier? Um, my hope is that I can get the patience from the current ones that are there right now to let, let me make that work. Because um, right now, I'm, I'm at the beginning stages of just trying to figure out how can I, how can I give a quality of life balance? And um, again, that's a big challenge when you're open 18 hours a day, two locations, and uh, you, need, you need an army. <laughs> By the way... Sammy was mentioning the videos. You need to go to his website again. It's gapc.co and watch the videos, including the one with Sammy where he's being thrown the implement and you get to see all the outtakes of him not being able to catch yeah. it. That, that, <laughs> that was classic to put those put those mistakes in there. Yeah. Uh, but what's interesting, and, there, and this is kind of a transition to that, I asked you what you're looking for in a person. What, the big thing you said was hard work, and you yeah. mentioned nothing about having a res restaurant background, you mentioned nothing about knowing anything about pizza. Yeah. And yeah. 
talk about that. Sure. I mean, again, uh, great question. Uh, you know, you, you hear about it in leadership courses, and that is that um, it when you hire, you, you kind of hire around certain characteristics, and you want to hire – I mean, I try to hire around a lot around personality because, you know, you can't train somebody to be nice. You can't train somebody to be loud. Um, but you can train them how to make a pizza, you know, and you can train them – you can – you can, you know, with a with a good amount of passion too, get people to care, um, and and I think that, you, you, but you can't do that if somebody's an introvert, and I think I I really look for a lot of extroverts because you you gotta in in, in a restaurant environment when you're dealing with customers and it's crazy and it's loud, you gotta have people that can deal with that, and and I think that it just it goes it goes around, it goes to, it goes to just high around personality and look at myself, I mean. Just through passion and perseverance, I taught myself how to make pizza. Um, again, had the had the help of my brother, um, but then had some great employees that were just gems at the time, and really helped. Got with them and developed training material so that the future people could learn how to have it easier and learn how to make it. And that's a lot of what I tell people. As I say, you know, on our training manual, there's the names of the people that helped write it. And when I look at people, I say, you know. A lot of time went in developing this. So when you got on this line and when you were trained, you didn't you didn't have to rethink anything. We did all the hard work before you got here. And and I think that, you know, training and teaching people is something that is a constant evolution and evolving thing and we're gonna continue to work on it and tweak it and make it better. What I heard from that is your people really taught you how to run a restaurant. That's A. B, when someone comes to work at Gapco, Greenville Avenue uh, Pizza Company, is they're going to have an experience themselves. They're going to learn a lot about life and dealing with people, which, should they not stay with you for the rest of their career, will help them throughout life. Yeah. Sounds like you're a life uh, professor, life teacher, too. I uh, I really do try to teach them a lot. I am very fortunate that I've you know gained the amount of success that I have. Um, it came all with hard work. It was not easy, um, uh, but I I do sit with them and try to teach them the things that taught me how to get where I am today. And all I can pray is that they listen, believe it and uh, soak it up and hopefully continue to be with me. Um, there's a great core group of people that I have in that restaurant, and if it wasn't for them, um, I wouldn't be where I am. I'd be in the restaurant right now making pizza. Instead, I'm here with you. Um, and that's and that's able to happen because of them. Um, and, uh, and spending time with them and working with them is something that I, I know is important, and I have to continue to keep that going on. And as I go on to grow the another, the another seven more stores, I need to I need to understand that my time with them is very important. So it's all the people growth it that is. you're looking for. You have two, and we talked about the two uh, two locations. But tell people specifically where both are, and go over your hours with them so they know when they can show up. Yeah, sure. So our lowest Greenville location, which is located between Belmont and Ross, is open from 11 a.m. to 3 a, or 3 a.m. on the weekdays, 4 a.m. on weekends. We get one day we close early, and that's Mondays at 1 a.m. Um, and uh, that one's been there for 10 and a half years. And then the new location, which is uh, uh, off of PV Road right there, kind of just on, outside of Casa Linda, across from Good Friend Beer Garden, um, That's uh, that's been there now for about seven months. And uh, that one's open from 11 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. 
Um, both locations close on Thanksgiving. We close on Easter. We close on Christmas Eve. We close on Christmas Day. Um, and occasionally we, we have employee parties that will shut, shut the stores down for as well. The uh, locations are also on our website, PlaymakersTalkShow.com. But it sounds like you're one of the latest you stay open later than most other restaurants in the lower Greenville Avenue. Sure. So you are the place to go to. Yes. I mean, uh, if you're looking for late night, we're the place to go. But I would say that, you know, if you go into other restaurants that are open late, you know, and I always cha- I challenge my own staff to do this. I say, hey, go into a restaurant that is open as late as we are. And I want you to look. I want you to look at the staff. I want you to look at the cleanliness. I want you to look at... All these little elements. And, you know, I'm not saying we're perfect by any means, but I am trying to say that, you know, I, over the years, I have tried to develop a, a restaurant that I guess is, even at those hours, is a little cleaner, is the people are a little bit more charismatic. Um, they're cleaner. Um, they care more. And that's really what I want people to see when they go into Gafco or they go into another restaurant and see. And and I think that that's something that I want to be able to walk into my own place at 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. and and feel proud. And uh, again, like I said, I challenge my own staff to go out and see these other places because we are doing something that's different. Well, tell everybody how they can find out more about uh, Gafco on the website. Yeah, so um, our website, gapc.co. Um, that's, you know, you can, you can order your food there. You can, you know, get links to what, what it is we have going on. Um, as I also mentioned, our YouTube channel is great. Um, that's where you get to see a lot of our vision ideas. Um, but, uh, you'll continue to see new enhancements to the website. We're really, we're, we're a company where it is about the food, but it's also, I think everything's kind of tech in a way. And in this world, um, we can't have, you know, too many customers. We've got to get. We've got to keep getting them out. It, keep keep filling them in the in the restaurant. You got to come see the Slayers. And the only way they're Slayers is if we're if we're you know busy getting our asses kicked. And um, you know, I really like it if people you know are are visiting our YouTube channel, staying in touch with our website because that's the way we can communicate to the masses. And so you know, we just really would like people to obviously stay in tune with both of those. Well, Sammy, thank you very much for being a part of Playmakers Talk Show. Yeah. You are definitely a playmaker. A playmaker is something that makes something happen. You are obviously making something happen with Gapco. Definitely. Congratulations. Well, thank you very much, Steve. Sammy Mandel has been our guest. He is the owner of Greenville Avenue Pizza Company on Lower Greenville and PV in Dallas. It's been great having Sammy on the show, and thanks to all of you for listening and joining us. Join us again at PlaymakersTalkShow.com. We can get all of our past episodes. That's PlaymakersTalkShow.com, and we're going to be back with more Playmakers. See you then. You've been listening to Playmakers Talk Show with Steve Klein. Join Steve again at PlaymakersTalkShow.com for more interviews with interesting and successful playmaking CEOs and executives.